What's going on, everybody? It is Thursday, July 14th, and you have found the Pinwheels and Ivy podcast. I am your host, Matt Zawoski, a.k.a. Southside Zoe, a.k.a. Father Zoe. And with me, as always, Mr. Aldo Soto. We can call like the Pinwheels and Ivy podcast, a.k.a. like the number one Las Vegas baseball podcast. And breaking news before I keep going, Evo Jimenez just came up limping on a fucking routine catch. Anyways. Positive vibes, though. Positive vibes. Not a hot start to the show. And the good Reverend K. Fids. Uh, yeah, this is a pretty, I'm pretty excited. Hot <laughs> <laughs> start. It's Sorry, a hot dude. start. You got some bad mojo, but uh, no, it's I'm, it's it's another week. And uh, I, I'm, I'm really super stoked for tonight's episode. So we're going to have a good time. And uh, there's going to be some socks talk, but it might not be the socks talk that you think. And as always, the new guy, NASCAR Mitch. What's up, Mitch? Well, I, I was doing good. I was excited. We got a guest and everything. You just killed the vibe with the Eloy news. I know. Stuff. I looked up, dude, and I saw the pink shoes fucking skipping across the outfield. Anyways, anyways, if, if you're watching us live, you'll notice the fifth box in our little Brady Bunch squares thing we got going on tonight. We got the fifth round pick from the 2021 MLB draft for the White Sox. Uh, right-handed pitcher, Tanner Madugo. Tanner, what's going on, buddy? Nothing much. Just down in Arizona, getting the rehab grind going. And you might be asking yourself, why the fuck is this guy in his car? It's because he's in an apartment down in Arizona with some other prospects. And did I hear you right, Tanner? You got a little 2K tournament going on down there? Yeah, a little bit. (laughs) So he did us a courtesy of getting in a quiet place. So we appreciate that. So we're going to talk to Tanner. We're going to talk about what's going on down in Arizona. Uh, We're going to talk about... Uh, just his whole experience last year at the draft, what it's like for somebody waiting for their name to be called, uh, and just a bunch of stuff about baseball. So with all that being said, let's tap this keg. Free build of the favorites. We here for the latest. South side or the north side. Not tuned to the greatest. Home team for the home teams. Both sides got our own rings. On the mound or the long ball. But we don't put the wrong strings. Yeah. It's that time of the year now. Wrigley or Gantee, so the whole league that we hear now. New show with a new mood. Discussions and interviews. Trade rumors that might be. This is Pinwheels and Knife. Yeah. This is what you waiting for, yeah. You can put it on the boy, yeah. Every season, make it all change. Take me out to the bar game. This is what you waiting for, yeah. You can put it on the boy. As always, this show is brought to you by Sports Mockery, sportsmockery.com. Make sure you download the app, turn on push notifications so you and your friends will be the first ones to know when anything breaks, like Tanner McDougall gets called up to the White Sox. When any kind of news breaks, you'll get the push notification. Sports Mockery, sportsmockery.com. All right, so let's just start it off. Tanner, so you're down in Arizona, um, and you're rehabbing. You had a little bit of an injury, right? Yeah, I had a TJ in October. TJ. All right. So basically, should we get a little, should we get a little background of, of who Tanner is, where he came from real quick? I mean, I know you want to. All right, go ahead. Talk about Las Vegas. I, I, we made it. Hour today. Okay. God, we made so. it. Yeah, we made Matt it. Two minutes before you brought up Vegas. I'm just mad. I saw the pink shoes limping. Go ahead. Fitz. I, I didn't bring up Vegas. No, no, no. Just if you guys are familiar with Tanner, Tanner is out of Las Vegas. Obviously, Aldo kind of made that joke, but he's from Silverado High School. Uh, he played under coach Brian Whitaker, who uh, I think maybe Tanner will probably agree with me on this one the greatest high school baseball coach in the history of the state of Nevada, um, a all-time career wins leader uh, program that's hard-nosed. You White Sox fans, if you guys are, uh, you know, I know a lot of Sox fans love the the hard-ass kind of mentality. Tanner is kind of a beautiful cross between both. He obviously likes to have a good time, but he also comes from that old-school uh, mentality. We've talked about his dad here on the show as well. He comes from a great, you know, gene pool here in Vegas that uh, that it's it's no son- nonsense, and, and Tanner – uh, was part of our program, and and during the shutdown, we didn't, you know, we didn't get a chance to finish everything. But Tanner was taken fifth round last year by the Chicago White Sox in the draft. Uh, him, uh, you know, it was a it was a big deal for him. Obviously, if if you're not familiar, he you know he signed with the White Sox not too long after that, coming out of Vegas. Uh, and then in was it January? Was it January or was it earlier than January that you had the the minor TJ? That was October. 
October. Okay, so October last year, uh, had a little uh, a little work done to uh, to to keep the extension of the health early on. Obviously, it's that's actually a, not a bad idea if it's gonna ever happen. It's happening then, and he's been rehabbing ever since. But uh, I, I can just tell you right now, I'm super stoked because Tanner is like one of the you know if you go through the group of kids that I, you know dudes that I've been around and coached. I mean, just I mean with Ty, Tanner especially. Tanner's been under Coach Witt. His dad played for Coach Witt. I mean, basically since birth, he's been a part of the the program that he came up in, and you know now he's obviously uh, all grown up and he's he's doing his thing. So for us, we're pretty damn stoked to see him jump out and uh, make a run at this this career. And so Hold we're on, super stoked. Mm-hmm. Tanner, just so you know, you are gradually getting into Chris Bryant territory with K Fitz. He knows yes. where he's at. Shit. Okay, yeah. just so you, I want to make sure you know that, and you can see. I don't know. If sent you on your phone, if you could see the comment section, but we already people are already starting a drinking game. Every time Fitz mentions you or Vegas, you got to drink. So that's, <laughs> and, that's, that's a pretty high honor, though, bud. That's pretty high. Yeah, honor. I mean, I'm like on the it. baseball reference page. That's I've pretty never high. I've heard honor. more stories about somebody in my life, <laughs> unless I was a fiddler. <laughs> but it's not. It's not great stories. Good stories. It's all good. Yeah, oh, like with Tanner, if all the Cub fans apologize up front. Uh, Tanner is is a Cardinal fan. <clears throat> was 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 yeah. a, a National League. If you he has to choose a National League team, that would be the team that he. Yeah, but uh, yeah, but it's been great. We got to watch Tanner develop all the way up through. So I, you know, his freshman year was my freshman year at Silverado. So when I started over there, that was both our first year. So I was kind of assigned the uh, Tanner duty because. Uh, because coach the, the Whitaker family and all the coaches have basically known him since he was a baby. So it was very, they were like, Hey, Fiddler, get in here, take care of your kid. And so he was, he was my son for four years or for three and a half years, I guess you'd say. But, uh, uh, and it was perfect because him and I are both talkie talkies and lot, lots of stories and lots of stupidity. And, and if it gave Tyler, or if it gave Tanner a couple of extra seconds to not have to clean up the field, just a couple stand, though, stand by me with a rake and pretend like you're working. Yep. Well, Fid, your other boy, uh, Bryson Stott, just hit a bomb. Hey, Tanner, you're familiar with Bryson too, obviously. You guys know each other, don't you? Or not really? No. He was older than me, so I never really like. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I'm under the impression that everyone that plays baseball in Vegas are not only best friends, but want to be on the same teams with each other. Because we all know when Chris Bryant was a free agent, he always everybody wanted to say he wanted to play with Bryce Harper because they both lived in Vegas. So. That's not true. This I is breaking know how news. True that is. We might break know. the internet right here. I, don't I can't know believe how true it. That is. <laughs> Tanner, Tanner do so. you not have a dog named Wrigley? <laughs> no, never. Oh. Sorry, Cubs fans. But, no, yeah. no, do not apologize, Tanner. Do not apologize for that. T- actually, quick question, Tanner. So, you, Cardinals yes. fan, you said? Yeah. So, like, that is like your team. Like, you grew up Cardinals fan. Growing up, yes, because. Uh, my dad played for them, so that's just kind of what okay. I well, see, makes sense. Fair. All right, super fair, fair. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then as I, I was, got older, I... it was more Dodgers, just because I came more more familiar with with the uh, with the area. But yeah, when I was okay. when I was younger, it was definitely Cardinals. Fair, and there are a few fair. things Tanner liked to remind me of. Then when the Cubs would lose, he would tell yep. me mm-hmm. he would make sure that I knew they were 108 good. years strong. <laughs> yes. Well, Kevin, you can always remind Tanner more more, that uh, <laughs> lifetime in the playoffs, Cubs are one and zero against the Cards. That's true. That's true. <laughs> All right. So you mentioned that the apartment's getting a little loud with the two K tournament. Who are you down there in Arizona with? Who's down in uh, for the White Sox organization? Who are you down there I'm with? I'm staying with Jason Gonzalez, third baseman out of Vanderbilt last year in my draft as well. Uh, Gil Luna, pitcher out of Arizona, out of my draft. And then Luke Schilling, who got drafted in 2018. Okay. Out of Illinois State, I believe. And then at the complex, just overall, is uh, Garrett Crochet down there? Yes. Okay. Is there anybody else down there that you think some of the, let's say people that don't know the system as deep as one would like, anybody else down there with you guys? Uh. Danny Mendick is also down. Oh, I forgot about Danny. Yeah. Crochet, uh, Mendick, nobody else super. I mean, nobody else from the show. No, yeah, nobody else from the big leagues now. Okay. Uh, Joe now, Kelly was down here for a second. I gotta uh, imagine he was cool. Uh, he's exactly how you would uh, think he is. Yeah. 
He smart did, person. Smart, extremely smart person. Have you, I don't, I'm not sure if you guys saw it, but when he came back up to the White Sox, he did an interview on 670 Score. That's one of the main sports radio station here. And the guy who did the bleep button, I mean, he might have had like arthritis after that one because he was ripping F-bombs. He was <laughs> he had a good time. He said some funny shit on that interview. Oh, but yeah. I can definitely see what you're saying about that for sure. Yeah, I mean, great guy, though. I mean, you ask him a question, he's willing to, to answer it. Like, mm-hmm. I haven't met a bad person in our world. That was my next question. So guys like Garrett Crochet or, um, you know, Dan Mendick seems like he's fucking cool. But uh, guys who have gotten got farther up through the system and stuff like that, are those guys receptive to, you know, some of the younger guys? Or who's someone that you – if you had a question right now about something, who would you go to? I Not mean, a coach. Garrett, obviously, right away. Okay. Like, he's very, like – as soon as you ask him a question, like, he's very – intuitive with you like he'll answer your question he's not gonna big league you he he's just a good dude i mean they're all good dudes i mean you can talk to any of them even during spring training when everybody's just kind of jumbled together and i mean you can get in talks with liam Hendricks. i mean i talked to elo jimenez um i mean there's there's a bunch of guys in the org that you're like that guy's scary i watched him on tv since (laughs) i was little and it's like you go up and talk to him it's like just a regular dude, just like me. Even, I mean, I, I talked to TA as well in spring training. I was walking out one day and we walk out like the backside and they were going down for a game and he said, what's up? And we had like a little conversation, but it was nothing crazy, but just the fact that he was willing to say what's up to some random minor league, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, they, they don't know them. Like we know, or they don't know us. Like we know them. That's fair. I, I to be honest with you, you absolutely love to hear that because, yes. unfortunately, the only stories that make it to Twitter. I'm pointing at Twitter, by the way, with my arm movement that no one can see. Um, but on Twitter and other social media sites, like, is when guys big league guys and our guys are assholes in the organization. You don't hear about the good stuff like that. And I guess my follow up question to that, and I'll turn it over to the rest of the guys because I'm talking a lot here. But how's Garrett doing these days? Great. That's great. Oh, Everybody down. Um, the whole rehab crew is great. I mean, everybody's progressing well, and I mean, everybody's in good good spirits, so can't really That's complain. Because the White Sox are desperately missing that left-hander in the bullpen right now, so. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be fantastic. Fids, Aldo, Mitch, go ahead, jump on in here. I mean, enough about other pitchers. Tanner, how is your rehab going? <laughs> yeah. My, my I was curious about friends. Garrett, all right? Damn it. <laughs> Yes, yeah, to that girl in the back row. She's cute. Yeah. But uh, how is it going, Tanner? Thank you. Good. Also. Can't complain. Um, I've had no nothing major. No, no, no setbacks. None of that. So that's been good. Um, God forbid, of course. But uh, I mean, this was as bad as it sounds. It was like a blessing in disguise because it gave me that kind of freshman year of college to go and put on 15, 20 pounds of muscle and kind of grow into that, that man strength and the, in the body that I need to have to be able to compete for 140 games or 162 games a year um, where we were playing 60 games a year. And it wasn't every day. It was on the weekends. We might practice twice a week. If that, like we were just getting our stuff in where to, now it's, it's every day. So, um, it's been really beneficial for me, not o- and not only physically, mentally too. I've learned a lot about myself and learned a lot from just talking to people and having conversations with guys all throughout the org. Um, but everything that has happened from from this rehab has been positive. And you, when 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 you, I mean, because you when you were drafted, I mean, it was kind of like a weird thing for you because you you weren't were in pain. By any means, it was. You said it was just like discomfort, right? Like a little. Was it forearm discomfort? Was that what you're yeah, saying? Yeah, it wasn't. I never had problems with anything. I mean, I was very well taken care of, and like, it was, it was one pitch, either curveball, and it like felt like a rubber band tightened, and then we thought initially that it was a forearm strain. So I came back during instructs, went through a throwing program, and then it just wasn't the same. Um, went through an MRI obviously and then there it was but um it was never like I knew it was coming that's why it was so shocking to me because we we did such a or what we thought was such a good job of taking care of of everything going on 
Um, but I mean, in essence, you can't really strengthen the elbow. It's, it's, if you throw hard enough at some point or another, it's bound to happen to you. And Mm -hmm. it's kind of just like a passage, I guess. I don't know. (laughs) The good news is though, we see all, all, I mean, it's, it's almost become like a common thing now in MLB where these guys are getting TJ and they're coming back even stronger. Yes. I mean, I mean, if you were going to add some velo, I mean, because you're, you're, you have to obviously work with the balance of, of building out and, and rehabbing, but at the same time, you've still got to make sure everything else is taken care of. So are you putting, does it feel like you've put a little bit more into the shoulder and, and the things that maybe before, because you weren't rehabbing, maybe you didn't specialize with workout wise. And I mean, are you feeling, I know, cause you haven't been able to turn yourself loose yet. So you're not really sure really where it's going to go, but do you feel not just structurally in the elbow, but like shoulder wise, body wise, core wise, do you feel stronger? Do you feel like you're ready to kind of like un- uncork one here soon? And I mean, maybe obviously under doctor's guidance, of course. But do you feel like when you do uncork something, it's gonna it's gonna be kind of like a not necessarily Henry Willengardner, but you're gonna feel that extra velocity maybe come as a result of all this? One hundred percent. Love it. I mean, I can feel it in catch play, and I'm not even like stepping on the gas at all. You throw it, and you can just you let it go and it gets through the target. It's not kind of fading as it's getting there. And towards the end last year, I mean, last year was the most I'd ever thrown. I mean, with COVID and shutting down and not shutting down and then just kind of staying like in throwing shape throughout the shutdown and all that. um, It was just the most I'd ever thrown. So I think that also had a little bit of something to do with it. Um, But like now when I play catch, like I can feel it. Um, back to back to what it was and even better uh the ball flight is just a lot a lot better than what it was it was kind of fading towards the end of the year and i think that's another thing is i think towards the end of the year my shoulder wasn't as strong so my slot dropped just a tad bit and it just was too much too much uh too much torque on the elbow and and i had went through a little bit of a velo jump when i got here too Mm. so i think that obviously didn't help so Tanner, have the White Sox given you kind of like a timeline or where, how do you see the rest of this year playing out? Uh, the rest of I mean, I won't pitch probably at all this year. I mean, possibly instructs like maybe an inning, Yeah. but at the same time, like there's no reason to really build up for that inning. Absolutely. When I could just go home, have a full off season, come back spring training. I'll be good to go. I'll, okay. I'll probably be balls to the wall in spring training. All right. And just for the people that might not know Tanner as well as like Fitz and the rest of us who did our homework, Tanner's 19. Like we're not talking to some 25 year old guy that's been in the system for a while. He's got time to get better and he's got time to build up that velo. And uh, so I guess on that note, though, Tanner, what's your pitch mix look like these days? Uh, Fastball, change up, curveball. Okay. So three pitch. Are you looking to add a fourth or are you going to focus on Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Coming back. Yes. I don't know what yet, but definitely. Hit him with the old slurve. I love the slurves. Yeah. <laughs> it's impossible to hit an MLB the show, so that's why I like it, because I'm an idiot. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, go so, ahead. So, I was going to say, well, I mean, obviously, we were talking about the draft, and obviously, you were a draft pick last year, too, and this is kind of a good way to kind of segue into it. Yep. I know that as the, you know, as your high school season ended, I mean, it was a shortened season. You guys played like what 15 games that year. I mean, maybe a little bit more with the state tournament. That was kind of, you guys were kind of bouncing around and with that, you know, you came out. So it was really a lot of question marks. And so you were invited to the, was it the top 100 prospect camp? Was it, was it that what it was that you went to in uh before the draft? It was a couple weeks before the draft last year. Like, can I guess take us through the draft combine? End, yeah. The combine. Yeah. And yeah. take us to basically the end of your, senior season which was again really short ended what in like early may late april i think yeah. and take us from like there through like how i mean because obviously i mean I'll be, I'll be honest we weren't super we weren't sure what to expect we weren't super like with you and chris with cortez we had no idea like what where is this going to fall where's it going to shake because of the shortened season you know here and there so like take us through like when your season ended you know and and through up before the draft pre-draft what was all the pre-draft stuff like what did you do pre-draft and because i know that there was a point where they they saw your spin rate and people basically started drooling all over it and there was a point yeah. where all of a sudden you really skyrocketed so take us all the way up to that yeah i mean i uh, we did i mean i didn't play in many tournaments at that point because there was no reason to play in games at this uh, anymore uh i threw some 
some bullpens in front of scouts that wanted to see it up close or, or get more personal. I had a ton of Zoom calls with different scouts from all over. Um, and basically, I mean, we did some, some workouts that we had gotten uh, that I had gotten invited to by big league teams. I did those. I did the draft combine, which I thought was amazing. Like, for the first year, how they ran it was, like, very classy, learned so much from it, and, like, met so many good people. Um, and then after that, I mean, draft time came because I think the draft was two, three, like maybe a week or so after. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't – it was very fast. Actually, funny story about the draft combine is I came home from the draft combine in Oregon, who I was initially committed to. Brought me up on an official visit two days after I got home for from the draft combine. Um, tried to get me to go to school, stuff like that, which was very cool because I didn't get to do that because of COVID, obviously. Um, so it was very cool to go see that campus. Um, but, I mean, that's kind of all we did. I, I did the, the workouts, and the workouts were 20, 25 pitches off of a mound. Like, right. sometimes to hit or sometimes not. Like, did one with Toronto, one with Baltimore. I actually did do one in in uh, Fenway. I got to pitch in Fenway, which that was, was nice. very cool. I couldn't remember um, who it was. It was Fenway. I was that, was, Stadium. that was one of that's one of that's probably my favorite baseball memory to the point to this point favorite like event I guess you could call it because everybody's yeah. always asking it's what's your cathedral. favorite event area codes yeah. all the all the stuff and that was by far the coolest thing. I mean, it was 15 pitches, but it was still like crazy, like surreal. Um, but other than that, like there wasn't much that we did, um, by that it was kind of set in stone. It was just going out and proving what I could do in high school season. And after that, it was just up in the air on where I would really fall. Now, Tanner, were you always just going to go pro? I know you said you were committed to Oregon. Do you think COVID played part of that decision? Do you think if, you know, shit went a little differently, you might've ended up in a different spot or were you just, I'm going to the draft, I'm going. Um, I mean, initially when I committed, that was the plan because I wasn't obviously where I was when it became time to get drafted. Uh, I mean, draft really became a possibility in in summer of my junior year going into my senior year. uh, What year did you commit? Uh, My sophomore summer going into my junior year. So right before COVID. Okay. And then we played six games my junior year. And... After that, we obviously got shut down. I went. I came down here. I played in Arizona. I damn near lived in Arizona that that summer. Mm-hmm. Um, played games in that, and then and then the scouts the, the scouts started rolling in, and it just became more of a of an opportunity. And I was always open to it because obviously my dad played, so I felt like I had a good people in my corner to be able to come and do this, mm-hmm. um, where I could understand how it could be overwhelming for some people because. It is. Good it's overwhelming. Point. It is. Yeah. And there's just certain ways to handle it. And I don't think some people could cope with the ways that that it goes. I, I mean, you're kind of thrown. It's, it's kind of on you. Like, yeah. there's coaches and there's people here to help you, but it's on you at this point. If you want to be a big leaguer, you need to go be a big leaguer. Um, everybody's good. Everybody can hit the ball 480 feet. Everybody can throw the ball 96, 97 miles an hour. So it's like what can you do to separate yourself from the pack, you know? And I think uh, I was ready for that. And I felt like I was mature enough to come and do this as an 18 year old, obviously. And, and I mean, it, it's worked great. Uh, I love everybody here. Like all the guys are great. I, I was kind of welcome with open arms. It's obviously tough when you come in and you're a high school kid around a bunch of college kids that are 23, 24, 25 years old. And they kind of look at you sideways for the first few weeks. Cause they're like, why this, why, why this kid over me or whatever it may be. Yeah. And uh, I mean, after a while that kind of, everybody forgets about that. It just becomes your teammates and this is your new family. And it, it does feel like that here. So let's say everything rolls the way you want it to roll. What's a Ideal 2023 look for your Tanner McDougal. Uh, get out of Arizona to an affiliate. Mm-hmm. Uh, just dominate the affiliate. Um, hopefully, uh, I'm shooting for start in Low A Canapolis. 
hopefully by the end of the year be be in Winston Salem. That's what I'm nice. shooting for. And anything else is just added, yeah. uh, obviously. For sure. Again, you're 19, dude. You got exactly. Some, yeah, exactly. you got some time and, and to work with. That's kind of how I see it. It's I got I got a lot of time. Um, that's another thing with the, with the whole rehab routine is like you get nervous because it's like, oh shit, like what if I just kind of get pushed to the side? Yeah, especially with draft coming up and all that. It's like there's 20 new guys coming in in two weeks. Mm-hmm. Like what happens then? And it's like, oh, you're safe, money, all the money and all the shit. And it's like, yeah, to a certain extent. Like, I still want to go out and I want to compete every day, and I want to, I want to go and I want, I want to play baseball. That's mm-hmm. it's what I chose to do for a living. And when you can't do it, it's brutal. It's terrible. That mm-hmm. kind of leads into my next question. Obviously, it's rehab rehab grind sucks, especially starting your professional career. What have you done mentally to try and stay? Um, I guess even even killed through the whole process or, or, or get through it better because I know different guys handle it differently. Like I know Michael Kopech was saying he tried to distract himself and get away from baseball as much as possible. Uh, just kind of how have you how have you uh, handled that whole process? Um, just being positive as possible. Um, you, I, I try to find positive in anything that I do during the day, um, and sometimes it is hard. Like I'm not going to sugarcoat it at all. Right. Sometimes you just have a shitty day and you're pissed off at the world for no reason. And it's like, wait, like take a breath. Like I'm doing what I love for a living. I'm chasing my dream for a living. Like it's really not that bad. Like there's people that aren't going to have food on the table tonight. Like you need to step back and look at this as a positive thing and go at it and crush the rehab and just get back to where you want to be. Cause it sucks. Yeah, it sucks, but it is what it is. Like you didn't ask to be hurt and you can't feel sorry for yourself. Like you just got to put your nose to the grindstone and just get after it. Like, so, I mean, the best way I can put it is just be positive, you know, talk to family a lot. Um, anytime I can hang out, I mean, with friends from home, if they were to come down, whatever it is that, that always helps. Um, Cause you do, you do get, get lonely down here, but that's just the beast of it. You know what I mean? And that's where so, you learn to be mentally tough. Like, so you're I, not- you're not super far from home either. I mean, in, in a right. weird way, you're, you know, you could hop in the car, five hour drive, right? Roughly five, five, five and a half. Yeah, and then you're, or you, you know, your dad, and your mom could, and you don't have to twist your dad and your mom's arm to go. No, no, definitely not. Have a couple of beers in uh, Arizona either, but you said something earlier, you know, and it, cause it really does pair up with, with Mitch's question too. You said something earlier too, about the mental toughness to, to become a professional athlete, to be a ba- professional baseball player. You don't have to, now you no longer have somebody, following behind you and and hammering on you to get the work in and and you know it all really does fall on you which requires responsibility professionalism which you, I'm, you've heard it a million times i know through wit is the idea of being i mean hell our, our our san diego trips were about being professional i mean he taught you guys that most of you guys never learned how to tip until you guys went on that san diego trip uh things like that and tip everybody gold right? rule just tip everybody dude. always yes always yeah. Jenny's right there on there oh never mind. but at the sleeping shit right there on hotel circle drive or whatever but <laughs> Yeah, the uh, you you said it, and that made me wonder. Like pre-draft stuff, as these teams are kind of vetting each player, uh, you know, especially when they're going to take a high school player, you obviously have to understand the psyche of that individual. I mean, you and I have both, you know, you know, you've seen it across the across the diamond too. Kids that act like jackasses or can't handle failure, or you know, like when things go poorly, they 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 fall apart. The wheels come off. Were there some questions during the pre-draft vetting that you got from teams that you heard from multiple teams that? that almost came across to you as like they were kind of like trying to, to peg and push and see where you were at mentally wise, as far as toughness and professionalism, all that stuff. Were there a, was there a question or a set of questions that you heard repeatedly from everybody that stood out to you that maybe kind of ticked that box a little bit? I mean, when I tell you, I've never done more questionnaires in my entire life. <laughs> and they were the same 40 or 50 questions every single time. Like, and it was just to see what made you tick. You know what I mean? Like, they ask you, like, do you put your peanut butter in the fridge? It's like, who the fuck puts their peanut butter in the fridge? Like, who even comes up with that question? You know what I mean? Like, they, wait, wait, they wait. Time out, time out. Sorry, uh-oh, Tanner. Uh oh. Time out, time out. Uh-oh. Sorry. What is wrong with putting peanut butter in a damn oh, fridge? Oh, no. Wait, 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 wait. Let's go around the room. Everyone, oh, give goodness. their answers. What is wrong with putting peanut butter in the fridge? I, I put Zell peanut butter in the fridge. Butter. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, boy, yeah, I put it in the fridge. NASCAR Mitch Evan? is with me. Well, so, I mean, 
so sorry, Tanner. I brought you onto a podcast with both John Wayne and Gacy here. Well, I'm sorry, Zoe and Mitch. That must be like a Chicago thing because this is a no for me too. I mean, it's not like I, I have to, but like once you open it and you use it, you throw it. I feel it like it, yeah, it helps it last longer. Yeah, it makes it last longer. Plus, your next thing you're gonna tell me you put your milk in the fridge. What the? F- oh, wait. Stop it! Stop it! <laughs> sorry, sorry. And I also want to say I did kind of kill the vibe to start the show, but I'm gonna bring it back up. Aloy just has tightness in his right leg. He's day to day. So those updates mean nothing. Yes, they do. Shut up, Aldo. <laughs> just say that the socks are still leading. That's how you keep the game. And the socks are still leading. And the Titans are going. There you go. So and Lucas Giolito went seven and a third. So that was a long go. outing that was solid. Um all right, back to the weird questions. Back to the weird yeah, what other weird questions? Yeah, I'm man. probably gonna answer all these wrong. So what other weird questions? Exposing If you if you go to the bathroom and you use the last piece of toilet paper, do you put a new roll on? It's like, yes. Yes. They ask you which direction you put That's the roll on. I know Zoe probably puts it backwards so he can pull it down after he just said he puts his peanut butter in you the don't pull it, you pull it down. You pull it, pulls down. it backwards. No, you put it down. Not backwards, but you put it so the down's in the front. You pull down. Yeah, I'm saying you put it backwards. No, 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 no. The way you put it. No, no, no. But I also (laughs) want to point out that we all right away said yes when you said that question. Fid stayed silent. Just well, saying. Uh, just saying. You said uh, just saying. Uh, There's no problem if there's no toilet paper and he walks out. Just saying. All you need is a towel for dabbing. I'm just I'm saying. I'm just saying. Fid's got some dirty ass socks laying on his bathroom floor somewhere. Carrie's out of town right now. <laughs> Kevin's, Kevin's fan. I see Kevin's having a bidet. You are a bidet guy, aren't you, Fid's? No, I mean, I should get I almost bought one during the pandemic when all the toilet paper was gone. I'm like, fuck it. I mean, if that wasn't the universe telling you to get a bidet, I don't know what was, but. No, 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 no. I just do what the dog does and just put my ass on the carpet. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> fair enough. But do they, I know they do all these weird questions on the question. Did you have to do like an inter- I mean, I guess I never heard about the MLB stuff, but I know in the NBA combine, they're like, they all, they ask you crazy shit in those interviews. Do, yeah, NFL, get, too. They always, they always yeah, give up those stupid but questions. Did you guys get, did you get like a verbal like interview with those kind of questions? Yeah, I met, um, well, I mean, not. Not like the questions, but at the draft combine, we you do go meet meet with teams, uh, and they don't ask you like questions, but they just kind of ask you about your family. Like, it's big on like you'd be surprised how how in depth they go uh, with your family and all that, um, because they want to know that you're coming from a good place. Yeah. Because um, they don't want to drop the psycho. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, um, for sure. Not trying I mean- to sound bad. For anyone well, that I'll, say, I'll, say, yeah. Yeah, I'll say it for you because I don't give a shit. But yeah, I mean, there's obviously some guys that slip through the cracks. Like you see Chris Sale demolishing a TV in a, you know, a double A AA clubhouse, which he did pay for and he bought the guys a bunch of shit. But like, and then there's, I mean, we could sit here and I can do an hour show just listing psychos in Major League Baseball. But uh, that's interesting though, because I, like I said, you hear it about the, and it, NBA and NFL combines, but I guess I never thought they did that for the MLB, but it makes sense if they're investing millions of dollars in you that you're not going to, you know, not put peanut butter in the fridge. I'm sure those those quizzes, those, those questions are like coded too. I'm sure they've got like, it's like a Rorschach test. Like if someone answers this and then this combination, you've got. It's the car. My bad. It's the car. I was going to say, it's gotta be the car. Elon Musk is spying on us. That bastard. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's gotta be coded in the sense where it's like, you know, certain, you know, we, I mean, we, we do those for, you know, I know it sounds weird in education, but we do have some of those types of quizzes that we give to certain, you know, like to, to determine, you know, student kind of not necessarily proficiency, but their ability to maybe handle a higher level program. And it is, there's, there's some questions where a combination of them will tell you a lot about their, just their emotional psyche. And so, I mean, as long as they didn't ask you like, you know, do you bury the body in a crawl space or do you take it out to the desert? I think that, desert yeah i don't i I don't think i got any questions on that like like me ah but it's drying up sorry yeah um you've been very generous with your time tanner and i really appreciate it i do have one question that i have to ask you yeah i have a one-year-old son obviously i'm a big baseball guy and he's going to be sending videos to fids when he gets older for breakdowns but what advice would you give to you know parents right now that got young guys that you know are playing house leagues and travel ball and all that kind of stuff like which direction would you steer him in? What, what do you got? probably knows what I'm going to say. Um, you you, you got to let your kids be kids. 
I totally I've, agree. I've seen too many friends. I mean, friends, just other kids. I've seen like, and it's no offense to parents. I know they they want what's best for their children, mm-hmm. but you can't burn them. You're going to burn them out. You can't make them go to every game, every practice, every lesson, and and all the crap. Like, let them be kids. Let them go play flag football. Let them go play soccer. Let them go to the park with their friends and just fuck around. Mm-hmm. Like, unfortunately, like kids are going to have to get into trouble to learn. And if they're if they constantly have their their mom and their dad spoon feeding them and, and down their throat, like it's never gonna work. They'll never they'll never gain that independence that that you need. Um, and like, unfortunately, I'm it, it, it's sickening to see how bad youth baseball has gotten. It's terrible, yeah, it's and it frustrates insane. the hell out of me because it's insane. there's it, it, it's incredible how many money hungry people there are in in youth baseball alone obviously in the, in the world, but in youth baseball alone that are cramming just shit down people's throats and, and they, they believe it because, mm-hmm. Oh, uh, my cousin's brother's dog walker, he played the big leagues. And so I know what I'm saying. So give me $200 for an hour for a hitting lesson where you're going to hit off the tee for 30 swings. And I'm going to try to teach you to tuck the elbow or bring it up high. It's like, no, right. like let your, let your kids be kids. And, and I know this is going to, I mean, it might rub people the wrong way for people that believe in all the, the lessons and all the bullshit. Um, but if you're good enough, they'll find you. Uh, you don't have to go to every showcase and every perfect game tournament and every PBR mm-hmm. scout day. Like that shit doesn't mean anything. Scouts are scouts. They do their own job. They, they are scouts for a reason. They have a job. They don't need other people to do their job. Right. Perfect Mom. game. Half the time it's fucking fake. Unfortunately. It's not real. I mean, you can pay them. Hey, tell say my kid throws eighty eight. Here's thirty bucks. Okay. Yeah. I'll write it up. That's crazy. And, and that's how bad it's got. People are a paying lot. paying their way into these like stat columns when it's like, if you're that's a dude, insane. you're a dude, and that's just how it's gonna be. Like I'm a sorry. Lot like, un- a lot of uncalibrated radar guns in in U.S. club ball culture. Oh my goodness, it's terrible, and it, and and unfortunately, like. I mean, Fiddler, you know my little brother, Ty. Like, Ty, mm-hmm. he's he's falling into it just a little bit. And I tell him, I'm like, don't don't worry about it. Like, stop worrying about your outfield velo and your 60 time and your exit velo off of a tee. Like, nobody gives a shit. I'm sorry. Like, this, this actually gets me fired up. I'm glad you asked the question. <laughs> it gets me, like, it genuinely gets me mad because I see so many talented, talented athletes in any sport. I mean, obviously, baseball is what I'm well, the most ventured in and stuff like that. But I've seen so many kids fizzle out and hate baseball, hate football, hate basketball because of one high school coaches. High school coaches are brutal. Yep. If you don't have a good one, <laughs> youth coaches are terrible. <laughs> or their parents just constantly making them do things they don't want to do. Kids want to play video games, they want to go and ride their bikes at the park. They yeah. want to go play wiffle ball at the park. They want to go play football. Like that was the greatest thing my parents ever did to me was, Hey mom, can I go to the park with my friends? Yeah, go be careful. Okay. Yeah. We never got hurt. I mean, we were rough as hell. I'm, like we'd play tackle football at the park when I was 15, 16 years old. It's like, go be a kid. Right. Don't be a robot. Right. Because it's funny. you going to every practice and every game and every lesson is not going to make you the next Bryce Harper, the next Chris Bryant, the next, Mike Joe. Yeah. It, it, it's not, that's not how it works. I can't think of the guy's name right now. He started out by doing TikToks where he, he did like this funny ass impression of Cody Bellinger. Yes. And he, uh, he actually just reacted to one of my TikToks. No shit. All yes. right. And, but he's been like heading this huge campaign against perfect game where he, he comes out and he's just like perfect games, a fucking scam. He said a lot of stuff that you've been saying, He's a little bit more extreme, but I just for fun because I think it's hilarious. Read the comments in his videos. These parents oh, yeah. go batshit crazy for it, Adam. It's well, and that's hilarious. The, that's the problem too. Is Perfect Game has everybody caught up in this? Oh, I have to take my kid to Perfect Game. I have to take him to PBR. I have to take him to this. I have to take him to that. It's like, no, you don't. <laughs> if if the kid if the kid wants to do it, he'll do it. Mm-hmm. The college coaches will find him. Right, and if you're good enough you don't have to pay to go to those things like yeah. um, as unfortunate as it sounds 
and I was obviously very blessed with talent and in a lot of things. Right. But like I said, if you're good enough, they're going to find you. I think that's the biggest thing. If you're good enough, they'll find you. I think and, the, and yeah. there's so many athletes in this world. And I think people, I think it's kind of a misconception. Um, people don't understand how hard it is to be a professional athlete, a D one athlete. I mean, mm-hmm. even just to play at the next level after high school. I mean, you see all these commercials where NCA is posting and it's like, two percent or whatever it is goes to to ncaa era it goes into college sports and it's like it's it's real yeah it's it's not your kid's not gonna wake up one day and throw 97 off the bump and hit 30 home runs a year like a shohei otani well let's not rule that out yet but okay (laughs) (laughs) i mean it's just like there's just a, a huge misconception in youth sports and it's very hard for me to just sit back and watch and i don't have a platform to necessarily talk about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but like everything that I've said is how I feel about it. Mm-hmm. Personally, let your kid play high school ball. And I understand coaches are bad. You're going to get them. I mean, it is what it is sometimes. Yeah. And, and, and honestly, that teaches kids a lot too. You got In life, you're going to have to deal with people you don't care for. Unfortunately. Right. Like yeah, You're always going to have a boss. I feel exactly. like you keep stressing that that point right there. It really hurts my feelings. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, no, I got, no, two, no, I got no. two things from that. I was blessed with great coaches my entire career. <laughs> I'm just saying, I know, and Fiddler knows, in Vegas, there are some people that should not be around kids at all. Um, but let your kid be a kid. That's yeah. the biggest thing I can say. No, I, I uh, like it. And I like, I really like if you're good enough to find, I've been a firm believer of that for a while. And it's great to hear a guy in your position emphasize that point. So 100%. Aldo Fids, uh, Mitch, you guys got anything else for Tanner? That's been great. That was, that last bit was amazing. That was great. That was very well said, Tanner. It really was. It's something that's Uh, important for people to hear that too, because I mean, it's really easy to be in an echo chamber of parent in a parent bubble. And I'm sure Tanner can attest this too. And his dad obviously does, you know, with Tyler right now, he's, you know, he's at Liberty High School, which is one of the, one of the more baseball hotbed kind of like, kind of, I would say a little bit more clubby. I mean, but there's a lot of, I mean, that's, I mean, it's Jay, Jay's still there, right? No, no, Jay left, didn't he? So it's, a, so, oh, it's Rich. It's Rich, not Jay. Jay's over. It, it's, uh, yeah. it's Rich, Tyler Houston. Yep. Next Cub, Tyler Houston. Yep. And, uh, Berkey. Oh yeah. It's at Ronnie, Ronnie. That's right. Ronnie. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. But yeah, I mean, you have that, and it's it's hard when you get these parents in a bubble, though, because the parents they all think that this is normal when you're in a club ball bubble. And I mean, Tanner, you were lucky enough to be in a family where you guys, you and your buddies, were always doing whatever the hell you guys needed to do. And and a lot of these parents are told that if you miss one single club tournament, that you're going to miss that showcase. The kid's like nine years old. You yeah. miss the showcase in Georgia. You're never going to play D1 now. It's like, Jesus, come on. And, and, and it's true, though, that these people don't know any better because they're in an echo chamber. And that's the sad part about club ball. I'd say, you know, I don't know, Tanner, how you'd feel, but I'd say probably like maybe 6 to 10% max club ball benefits the players as players and humans as opposed to 90 percent where it's more for profit it's just rigging in big bucks yeah i mean you look at it and it's just if you have a good high school coach you'll play high school baseball for 500 to a thousand dollars if you if you go on a trip if you go on a trip if you if you get new jersey every year it might be 1500 for the year but that's within fundraisers it's, it's not, hey, you owe me 700 this month. You're going to owe me 800 next month. And then you're going to owe me 3000 at the end of the year just because we hit in the cages once a week. And it's like, cages are like five bucks, dude. Like, where are you getting yeah. 3000 Well, that's the thing is you guys are using the lights. Well, the lights are at the, at the field, at the school, which is basically free. You don't have to pay for those lights. Well, uh, and, then, and then they're talking in circles. But the parents are so oblivious to it. And I feel bad because there's nobody to tell them, like, hey, this is wrong. If you're in a real baseball community or a real baseball family, like you understand, like shouldn't be seven hundred dollars play high school baseball. If, if you go on a trip, it should be max like eight hundred, and it's because you're paying three hundred for the trip for. I guess room, I do bus, have all that. One more question for you, Tanner. It's a little bit different topic, though. So with the MLB draft coming up, though, uh, it seems like a lot of these projected type top picks are coming out of high school. Mm-hmm. Uh, is there anybody? off the top of your head that 
you know people should be made aware of in this draft? Any buddies I, I, or anybody I, that you played against? Um, yeah, I mean, I've played against almost every single one of the top. Anybody guys. stand I, out? Tamar. Tamar Johnson is the flat-out best hitter I've faced in my career ever. And you didn't even hesitate. You, that was a straight Tamar right away. They got him. MLB.com's got him projected going fourth overall in the draft uh, to the Pirates. Um, behind, I saw uh, Cubs, too, in early Monster oh, seventh, Six, yeah. seventh. Yep, um, seventh. Whoever gets Tamar will greatly benefit from him. Good guy, good kid. Like I've never, like I've never genuinely sat down and talked to the kid. Like it's just always been passing by at tournaments or whatever. Like oh yeah, there, there, there he is. Like he, he has a presence, obviously. Whatever it is. Yeah, he's a big but, boy. Um, I mean, it's the same with Drew Jones or yeah. Holiday or even Justin Crawford. I mean, I texted Crawford the other day. I was like, yo, hey, I understand it. Like this draft process is stressful as hell. Like it, it's very stressful. I was like, if you need anything. Hit me up, like just text me. Yeah, thank mm-hmm. you. Like I understand it. I was like, I know it's gonna be a little easier for you because you're kind of, you know, where you're gonna go. Um, but like, if you need anything, let me know. And it's kind of crazy to think like these kids are such good baseball players, and mm-hmm. it's crazy to think that it's gonna. It's like six out of the what ten, first ten are like supposed to be high school kids, yeah, or something mm-hmm. like that. Like. And they're high school, all the high school talent is a lot better than I think people understand. And like, it's not a bad thing to come out of high school. And they're all in kind of a similar it. case than you where more, I'm looking through this list of these top 10 projected. I know all their dads because all their dads played pro ball. I mean, you got Drew Jones, you got Carl Crawford, obviously Matt holiday. I mean, yep. you, and I missed some, I know I missed some, but there, there's like dudes like, yeah, Hey, their dad was a big leaguer. Hey, Drew Jones was a ten times big like gold glover. Like Yeah, he Andrew Jones is a very underrated yes. MLB outfielder. And and Drew Drew Jones is everything you could ever want in, in an outfielder. They're saying oh his size. It's like no. The kid rakes. He's he's rakes. He's got a hose. He runs <laughs> yeah. well. You put him in the you put him in a weight room, in a big league or, or in a in a organized weight room. Which I'm not saying he hasn't been an organization. I know, I know he right. has, but you put him with a trainer who's going to work with him every day. Put 20, 30 pounds on him. The kid's going to be a f- unit. You just done stole my thunder, by the way, because the White Sox are picking what twenty six, and they were that's roughly around where Crawford is slotted. And Crawford's the guy that I think if the White Sox are insane, if they don't take him with that pick. Whoa, where are you ball. get? Where are you getting Crawford at twenty six, bro? The latest one. Got him on at like MLB, seventeen. The latest one on MLB.com's got him at nine. Yeah. Oh, I live by the Keith Law school. Uh, Keith Law can suck a fart out of my ass. <laughs> they got, but, they got him. <laughs> sorry, I'm not a big fan of Keith Law. Um, but uh, if Crawford we, somehow falls, they got Kamar Rocker going twenty. Oh, this is a new one. This is a new draft. Oh, wait. Yeah, this is they got right. they got a new one that just came right out. But if you just go straight off of prospect yeah. rankings, Crawford thirteenth right now. Uh, he's my guy. If if he's the he's the guy that I was gonna say White Sox. If he falls, then that's the. That's I would my, love it. His dad, when his dad played in Tampa Bay, I don't know, Tanner, you're probably too young, but there's a game called MVP Baseball back in the day. Carl Crawford was a fucking beast in that game. Carl Crawford won me so much money in that game. (laughs) So I'm all about getting Carl Crawford's kid. Theo Epstein thought the same. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) How big? I'm just looking. Drew Jones is 6'4", 180, so he's got the height. He just got to put some meat on him. Get that yeah. kid a hamburger. Holy <laughs> shit. Tanner, yeah, that, you mentioned how, you know, like the 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 one knock, supposed knock on Drew Jones, like the his size or whatever. Do, do you ever remember reading stuff about yourself and being like, where did this come from? Or like, this is That's from. a good question. Um, that's actually a good question. Uh, personally, I know me, so I, I never really – gave a shit about any of that the write-ups and all the bullshit like it's mm. someone who doesn't know me as a person or whatever it is mm. but, but yeah like i i had seen some stuff where i was like uh, like i read it and i was like i mean it's your opinion you can write whatever you want you know what i mean you can put whatever you want on the internet but mm. i know me and like it, it kind of honestly like fuels your fire to be honest with you like it's like all right cool so i'm glad you said that because five years or th- two years or three years from now you're gonna look like a like a fucking idiot like <laughs> unfortunately like, love it. 
I love that. Um, Mitch, but, what did you write about Tanner? Yeah, I'm seriously looking this shit up right now. Oh. <laughs> no, no, no. And it's never like in bad blood. It's just like, you're wrong. You're yeah, wrong. You get that chip on your shoulder. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. And it's nothing, like, it's nothing like, oh, well, fuck you, fuck this. And it's like, no, it's like I'm going to go in and I'm just going to prove you wrong. Simple. Mm-hmm. Because of the competitive nature I have, I'm going to prove you wrong. No hard I'm reading, feelings. I'm reading your. I'm reading your 2021. Just, I'm reading your 2021 uh, write up right now on Perspe- Prospects Live. Do you see who they compared you to? Who? Granky. I. Yeah. Yeah. It's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so who would you, if you had to make a comp, or just next year and you're in Canapolis throwing gas, like how would you describe for someone that's never watched you pitch, like your style of pitching? Obviously, Rod Beck. Oh, we sorry. Never mind. <laughs> Um, I don't know. Like, I'm not huge into comps, but I feel like I'm more of a power arm. So I'd have to go. I mean, if if I'm going off mechanics stuff like that, close to like a Shane Bieber, I'd say. I like but it. Off of pure stuff. Can't have a Google. I like that. That's fun. All right, follow up question, real quick, because I'm looking through all this shit right now. How tall are you? I'm six five. Okay, because Perfect Games got you at 6'6". Six, six. Well, it's because 30, <laughs> 30 bucks. Yep. 30 bucks. You, you gave someone 30 bucks? No, I didn't six, give anybody 30 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, if it it's helps, MLB, operation. MLB has my birthday wrong, if it helps. Oh, MLB has my, my birthday bucks. at uh, April 3rd. It's April 9th. You have to Wait, make sure, you have to, make sure to tell you have to make sure to tell the White Sox, too, to, uh, that they spell your name right. Yeah. Oh yeah. There's been some well, issues. That's the worst too. I'll get questions like, "Your dad played in the big leagues with the Dodgers?" I'm like, "Nope, not Mac." Man. I was gonna, yeah, I was gonna ask you not how Mac. many times have you have you been asked like, "Oh, your dad used to pitch for the White Sox." I actually, like, nope. I had I had scouts mess up mess it up. Oh, like dude, it's literally two different spellings. Yeah. Dad played at Wake Forest, right? No, my dad played at Taft Community College. Like, you're so, way off. Like my dad, not only did he pitch with the Cardinals organization on his off days, he played first yes. with the Cardinals organization. That's yeah. <laughs> that was I didn't even see I didn't even know that until a couple years ago. Like I, I actually had no idea your dad actually was a position guy for a second too. Yeah, well, wow. he, he was wow. drafted as a first baseman, mm-hmm. and then I mean, obviously, hitting's very hard in pro ball. Yes. Um. So, turn him into obviously a uh, pitcher, but also for all of the fans and stuff like that. Don't don't be quick to judge people on their hitting. This shit's hard. Yeah, you got you got a Latin American who is six three, throwing a hundred, has no clue where it's going. He throws one at your brain. Next one's on the black. Like, don't. Uh, you'll see gradually as these prospects go up, they will start hitting better because they're getting more hittable pitches. When when you're fearing for your life every night because you don't want to get hit in in the sternum with a hundred trying to bunt, it, it, it's it's hard to hit. So don't jump to conclusions, especially on prospects. I've seen a bunch of Twitter. I don't I don't look at it all, but I've seen oh this guy's not hitting blah 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 blah. It's like go watch him in, in person because it's way different. Like like even I mean Colson Colson's going crazy this year, crazy. Yeah, and people Pitt's were like, oh, you didn't, about didn't him. hit that on the ACL. It's like, dude, <laughs> the kid got drafted where he got drafted for a reason. He's a stud. Should have gone one pick higher. Should have gone one pick higher. You still butthurt about that? Yeah, oh, he's, oh, he's, oh, oh not get big over time. that anytime he's, soon. He's actually sitting on a rubber donut right now because his ass hurts so much. If Jordan Wicks isn't yeah. like a uh, uh, Hall of Famer, Kevin's going to let everyone Is it chapped? It's, it's it's I got a little I got I got the the flag going yeah yeah the, you got uh, some A and D yeah I got a little <laughs> got a <flag> right <laughs> yeah and the Cubs of course decided they were gonna just you know draft the uh, the youth pastor Toby McGuire Spider Man instead of yeah who did they take uh, Jordan Wicks who looks like a like a twenty nine year old oh youth. yeah yeah the guy with the glasses mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. he's good he's starting to figure it out but yeah. he's also twenty three now so a little different than Colson Mo- Colin Montgomery as the um, Jumbotron said it at guaranteed rate field. Yeah. 
All right. Well, uh, Tanner, thank you so much for your time. Uh, everybody, be on the lookout for Tanner. Tanner, right now, MLB's got you ranked as the 18th. And and we've got Zoe's internet ranked as the, as the 14th. 18th. <laughs> <laughs> Froze up on us. <laughs> Frozen right now. Got too nervous. It's sometimes he just takes a while to process the words and the numbers. Oh, there he is. Oh, okay. Yeah, I froze. Yeah, I told you the internet was shitty. Hey, we got your 18th prospect. Yeah, guys, 18 top prospect. We look forward to watching you climb that ladder. Like I said before, we went live. You know, we have a history of guys coming on the show and then, uh, you know, seeing a little bump. So I said, you wake up tomorrow and all of a sudden that curve is dropping a couple more inches or you got a couple extra velos on that fastball. You know where that came from. Well, once, once I start throwing the curve, then we'll see. All right. Well, <laughs> you got some people to prove wrong. I'm reading your write up here on this one. I'm, I'm now I'm deep into Tanner McDougal write ups right now. So <laughs> oh, you got to, you got to, some four chan right now. Jesus. Yeah. You got to just, you just got to let your play talk. That's how it is. I, that's absolutely. how it is for the kids too. I think you had a plus answers to those questions, but don't Tanner, be that guy that's running your mouth, making bird noises in the dugout. <laughs> okay. Go out and play. I feel like there's a story behind don't be a professional. <laughs> don't, don't be a professional at holding up the pole in high school. <laughs> Find a way to get on the field. I like that. If you can't well, go like do like drama club or something. Cause all right, Tara, well, when you're, uh, as you make your journey through majors, as long as this show is still kicking, we'd love to have you check in with us periodically, man. Of course. Of course. Um, and obviously, we wish you nothing but the best. We're going to be following along closely. Uh, go out there and give them hell, man. Yeah, thank you guys again. I enjoyed it. Thanks right. for coming on, Bambi. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> what a great guy, man. You were right, Fids. Absolutely great kid. Uh, hopefully, um, you know, we can get him back on the show as he makes his way through. And, uh, yeah, that was fantastic. Um, I mean, first quote, first uh, post interview question, Kevin. What the hell did you say to? Yeah, Tanner what did you do to this kid, dude? <laughs> I mean, what? I mean, I mean, the funniest part is I'm not kidding. Like when I said that, because because our coaching staff had all known him since he was a kid. Like he was born, like a baby, like a, like sperm. We knew him when he was a sperm, probably. And that's weird. It literally, all right. So it was, it was that. That's what you said. <laughs> right. You know, I I came over to his freshman year. Was my first year at Silverado too. After I came over from Green Valley. And it, I mean, again, I've, I've known that Silverado coaching staff, Coach Witt's been my mentor since I was 22 years old myself. So like I've known them forever, but the joke was as soon as I got in there, they're like, Fitz, because of that, Tanner's yours. Like he, you're on Tanner duty. And it was basically the entire time. So whenever Tanner would do something, you know, cause Tanner would go out and, you know, he, Tanner's, he's, he's, he, he's goofy. He's awesome. Like in that sense, like he's a, he's a hard nose when he has to be a hard, he knows the switch. You know, and when the switch is on, he's he's a he's a half a prick on the bump, done. But when he's not, he he's hilarious, and which would get us into trouble a little bit because again, I was on Tanner. So anytime Tanner might do something, hey Fiddler, go get your son. Even though his dad is literally probably in the clubhouse, uh, if he was, you know, because his dad helped us coach a lot a lot of the times. You know, Mike would coach with us in the summer, even his dad. But it was Fiddler, go get your son. And every time he'd make a mistake, Fiddler, go get your son. And then you know, post post practice. You know, Tanner and I would stand at the back, and yeah, I mean, <laughs> number, dumbass. Right? Uh, but uh, <laughs> did he post up? Yeah, Yumper made another meme. <laughs> <it>. the show. <laughs> uh, Anyways, no. oh, oh, yeah, mm -hmm. you were right, Fitzo. That kid, he's awesome, man. I will root for that kid now for the rest of his career. He that's right, what man. a great dude, and the fact that he went out to his car to do the interview, that was awesome. Um, they're, they're a great family, dude. Like he comes. He, that's the thing I said with the draft. He's coming from a pedigree of good people. He's coming from a group of people that never let him off the hook, either. And he was never treated like he was never coddled. He's always been. You know, I mean, to, his dad's a hard ass man. His dad's a local legend here, as far as a baseball player is concerned. And, and there are stories upon stories. And and with Tanner and their family, his mom is a fantastic. I mean, she's hilarious too. I mean, she she'll give it just as easily too. Like you don't fuck with her. She's probably tougher than all three. You know, all three of the boys. And so, uh, you know, and his son or his little brother coming up. Ty, uh, Tyler's coming up. That's why I kept saying Tyler because I've said Tyler's name so much lately because he's he's starting to kind of up up that what little level. Here. He play? He's all. I mean, he, he's all over too. I think he's. I feel he's. A, does he swing from the left side? I can't remember. 
I feel like I don't think I mean he's going to pitch obviously in some way, shape, or form. But I, I you know, Tanner almost kind of got relegated to pitch duty early. He played the outfield for us. He played third base. He played a little short for us. He's a good first baseman actually. He actually played a really good defensive first base as a as a as a guy. Uh, but just pitching obviously was going to be the the money the, the meal ticket. So, but I mean, God, you're a professional athlete. Of course, he was a good. He could go out there and do it. And so yeah, he had a really good teammate. I mean, he, he, you know, Chris Cortez over at university or Texas A&M, who was a guy pitching the college works at college world series this year, is throwing 98, 99, got a couple, got a pick, got his first pitching ninja this year, but they were teammates. I mean, so we got to roll out those two guys, one and two in our rotation. And when they were juniors that we were, we, when the shutdown happened, we were in first place. I think Tanner had just gotten the W against basic when they were ranked like 28th or 15th in the country. And we had just knocked them down and taken first place. So just a cool kid, good, good family. Those guys are great though. Like they're just, they're good people. They're, they're they are a hundred percent a perfect family for white Sox fans. I'll just like say that. that. Just, if you, you put Dukes in the one Oh eight, you put their, his dad in the one Oh eight and he'll probably be the center of attention. And ain't nobody going to fuck with Dukes. Rebuild of the favorites. We here for the latest. Yeah. South side or the north side. Not tuned to the greatest. Home team for the home teams. Both sides got our own rings. On the mound on the long ball. But we don't put the wrong strings. Yeah. <laughs> it's that time of the year now. Wrigley or Gantee. So the whole league that we hear now. New show with a new mood. Discussions and interviews. Trade rumors that might be. This is Pinwheels and Knife. Yeah. This is what you waiting for. Yeah. Can put it on a boy, yeah. Every season they get all changed. Take me out to the bar game. This is what you're waiting for, yeah. You can put it on a boy, yeah. Every season they get all changed. Take me out to the bar game. This is what you're waiting for, yeah. You can put it on a boy, yeah. Every season, make it all change. Every season, make it all change. Take me out to the ball game.